Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Hey, good morning and welcome back to On the Mark. We're delighted to have you join us again today on this beautiful Wednesday ahead of a forecast snowstorm for the weekend. We hope to have a stormy, exciting day for you today with our callers on the line at 570-743-9565. The hotlines are open at the moment on the mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company check them out online at sunburymotors.com in addition to our phone number 5707439565 you can email us at on the mark at wkok.com or text us at 70236 but put otm at the start of your message on the mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. A family-owned dealership, 4th Street in Sunbury, and the Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Check them out online at sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, and nitrogen for tires. They're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., and on Saturday from 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles and are a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, including all sizes of trucks. They have a large truck shop, a parts department, a body shop, an alignment shop, and a repair garage for all types of vehicles. They're a master towing service with decades of experience. Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. Well, the big news this morning, and we do have a call, but we'll get to it in just a moment, is Claudine Gay is out as the president of Harvard University. This is how Fox covered it last night. But we begin with Claudine Gay's resignation as the president of Harvard University. The departure comes amid several plagiarism accusations and criticism over her December congressional testimony where she was unable to say unequivocally that calls on campus for the genocide of Jews would violate Harvard's conduct policy. Gay is the second Ivy League president to resign following the congressional testimony along with former UPenn president Liz McGill. Correspondent Molly Line has that story from the Boston Bureau tonight. Good evening, Molly. Good evening, Brett. Harvard President Claudine Gay making it official, announcing her resignation with a heavy heart in an email to the university community, writing, Amidst all of this, it has been distressing to have doubt cast on my commitments to confronting hate and to upholding scholarly rigor to bedrock values that are fundamental to who I am, and frightening to be subjected to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial animus. Gay first faced backlash for her response to a statement from a collaboration of student groups blaming Israel for the October 7th Hamas terror attacks. Pro-Palestinian protests rocked campus, and in December, she and other university leaders, when testifying before Congress, failed to say clearly that calling for the genocide of Jews violated university policies. It depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. Gay apologized, but soon faced expanding allegations of plagiarism. Harvard's corporation, the school's governing body, stood by President Gay while noting she would be making corrections to prior work. Today, the corporation praised her for remarkable resilience in the face of racist vitriol. Supporters, like the Reverend Al Sharpton, writing... This is an attack on every black woman in this country who's put a crack in the glass ceiling. It is an assault on the health, strength, and future of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Though Gay stepped down, a congressional investigation continues. We will uncover what will be the greatest scandal in higher education because the Harvard Corporation members themselves are complicit in this cover-up of her plagiarism and, again, most importantly, their failure to protect Jewish students on campus. Gay says she will remain a member of the Harvard faculty. Harvard Provost and Chief Academic Officer Alan Garber will be the interim president. Brett? 
that's very interesting, isn't it? It's, uh, it has to be racial. It couldn't be the fact that she couldn't answer the question correctly and that she's now engaged or been found to have engaged in plagiarism. But no, it's racist. It's always racist. All right, we have two callers on the line. We'll get to them right away. Stan, you're on the mark. Good morning, sir. Hello. A million bucks? Going to change. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Wow. A million dollars a year. Yeah, that's what I thought. But she also, nothing's going to change at the university when they continue to keep her hired. So she's a plagiarist, which my understanding is a no-no when you go to higher education. Even in high school, plagiarism is frowned upon, right? Was when I went to school. So, so there's no punishment for that, evidently, in the higher you know, higher education of hallowed halls of Harvard. So, you know, nothing's going to change there. And and their typical line, yes, it's all racist. Because, you know, she's a black woman, so we can't get rid of her because she's a plagiarist and a liar and pretty anti-Semitic. Well, it's probably, she is those things. She's probably that way because of white supremacy, don't you think? Oh, (laughs) that's it. White supremacy made her a racist. Got it. Okay. But that's not why I called. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But I, that topic interested me for exactly the reasons you said. She's saying it's racial animus. Well, what if it's just people who are upset that the lady, uh, first of all, couldn't give a serious answer to a very serious question? And they made fun of Congressman Elsie or Elise Stefanik on Saturday Night Live, uh, making her seem like an idiot for asking tough questions and, and demanding answers, which she didn't get from, from Gay and from the other two. Um, and they, I guess there's one who's still hanging on, the president of MIT. Yeah, MIT. yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it, Sally Kornbluth, I think it is. She's still I, hanging I don't know. She's still hanging on. But, you know, all three of them should be ashamed of themselves, and I think if Gay was a, 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 the right kind of person, she would have said, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, this is my punishment, I'm taking it, and I'm out of here. But uh, that's not it. It's got to be racial animus. And I thought yeah. what Vivek Ramaswamy said was interesting. He said, it was a thinly veiled exercise in race and gender when they selected Claudine Gray or Gay. Ramaswamy, also a Harvard grad, wrote on X, here's a radical idea for the future. Elect leaders based on merit. It's a great approach, actually. And he's right. And she, she has never <laughs> written a book, and she's only published 11 articles, far from the norm for people who serve as president of Harvard. Right, and she plagiarized a lot of stuff out of from uh, uh, Professor McSwain. She was, uh, I ain't sure exactly where she is, Swain, Swain or McSwain. Anyways, she's a black lady. She wrote a lot of books, and gave plagiarized a lot of stuff right directly from her books, almost word for word. So there's evidence of it. But anyways, that doesn't matter, because nothing's going to change there, because these people don't change. They just carry on with the same racist rhetoric, hateful rhetoric, Marxist rhetoric, whatever you want to call it, that they continue. You know, this DEI's crap and, you know, all that stuff, that's nothing but uh, racism in disguise. Well, you said you called for another reason. I don't want to cut you off from what you called That's immigration. Okay. Immigration. December had the highest number, I believe, in the last 25, maybe even longer years. The highest number of illegals crossing our border that they processed. Now, that doesn't mean that's the only ones that cross the border. That's what they know of. So our fine president squatting there in the White House. Oh, wait a minute. He wasn't squatting in the White House over Christmas, was he? He was on two vacations, Camp David first, and then he went to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Spent some time on the beach. One of the, lar- one of the largest convoys of illegals is coming north to invade our country. That's just a fine president, isn't he? Well, I think they There's said nothing about it. Somebody counted the days. I think it was CNN said he's been on vacation uh, 138 days in the past year. Right, a third a third of the year yeah. he was on vacation, soaking it in at this beach at Rehoboth or wherever he went. You know, he wasn't doing his job, and his job is to secure the nation from invasion. We're being invaded. Three hundred thousand people plus. They said in the month of December. That's larger than some cities in this country, yeah. right? And some cities in this state. So they're bringing in, and I've seen another thing today, that it could fill the Rose Bowl three times the number of people that came in in December. 
And like I said, a large numbers of those are military-aged males from China, from the Middle East, from Russia, from India. Why are they coming here? And you know, you- people can't just get up and leave China, can they? No, but did you see President Biden this morning? He was Someone shouted a question at him about closing the border, and he said, they need to give me money for me to close the border. Give me the money oh, I need to close Lord. the border. I mean, well, talk about a lie, a bold-faced lie. There is one, brother, for the record books. Well, yeah, money. The, 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 the material is sitting along the border right now to secure the border. And he actually, I think they're auctioning some of it off, the stuff for the wall. They were paying people to guard that material at like a million dollars or a year. Maybe it was a month, I seen. I don't remember. But it was a lot of money just to guard to make sure that people don't walk off with the material. Yeah. Although I don't know how you walk off with 30 feet high seal beams easy. Hey, somebody, somebody would figure, figure out a way. <laughs> well, I'm sure they would, just like they figure out how to cut holes in it, which, you know, that's to be expected. But when when the Border Patrol is spending more time processing these illegals into the country instead of of being on the border, monitoring the wall that's there, what do they expect to happen? Yep. See, this is an invasion. This is a dereliction of duty, and it's highly unconstitutional. One of the main jobs, I believe it's in Article 4, is to protect the nation, the states, the 50 states. Well, it wasn't 50 states when it was written, but to protect the states from invasion. And this man is failing miserably. These people are being... You know, on a date, and then you got the the fine mayor of Chicago saying it's a a security issue in the city of Chicago. All these illegals coming up to his city, the city which they claim to be a sanctuary city, and he's blaming it on the racist Abbott of Texas sending those people up there. Well, I'm sorry, Abbott sends people in buses, and they say now he's flying them up. Well, I don't know if he is or not. That costs a little more money, but. It's the government. The government's sending these people all around the country in buses and planes. You know, they let these people on the planes with nothing more than an envelope. No idea. You or I can't fly like that yep. with a with a with basically a court date or whatever, or their asylum claim and, and all that stuff. Hey, we, so, got, we got another call, so we'll let you wrap mm-hmm. it up. Go ahead. You got the last word. All right. The man in the White House, he's squatting there. I don't care what Eric says. I mean, uh, Chris says. He's squatting there. He needs to be impeached. He needs to be removed. And Harris also, because wasn't she supposed to take care of the border? She hasn't. They're both derelict in their duty. They time for him to go. Y'all right. have a great day. You buy too. more guns and ammo. We're going to deal. <laughs> okay. And now the next guy's going to say, don't buy more guns and ammo. Eric, you're on the mark this morning from Port Treverton. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. Uh, how are you this morning? Sir? I'm hanging in, and you? Uh, not bad. Okay, um, good. I'm going to go back on my topic because uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the CDC released their statistics yesterday on many things, uh, a, lot, a lot of things affecting our kids. But the most shocking one to me, well, not shocking, but affirming, unfortunately, of what I believe, is the amount of uh, increase in, in deaths to and death and injury to our children due to gun violence. Did you see the statistics, Joe? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, from 2011 to 2021, the number of children, 17 and younger, our school-age kids, in other words, the uh, increase in gun violence just for injury was up 100, I believe, 120-some percent, more than doubled in 10 years. The number per capita of, of children dying due to gun violence was up, I believe, above 50%, maybe not quite 75%. At the same time, at the same time, over that same, the statistics for the n- number of children injured or killed due to motor vehicle accidents was declined by almost 50%. So w- what, what, what does that show us, or what, what, what can we take away from those statistics? And I try to come on this show and have statistics, not just my opinion or my rant, but statistics, and here we are. Um, we're increasing the safety of our children in automobiles, and we're not addressing an ever-present concern about our kids, which is gun violence. And and we can, and we should, and it's by you know enacting laws to to help keep it safer, um, having additional requirements that uh, make things safer. Um, and I've come on this show and and said some of my ideas. And yesterday you said I th- I think a quote. You're flogging a dead horse. 
well, how long do we sit around and flog a dead horse while our our children are dying? Rather than saying, okay, it's time to address something. Well, I mean, it's not just children who are dying. Right now, there's not that many children in the news who are dying. I mean, obviously, when someone shoots up a school, that's a big story. But there's other gun-on-gun violence that people don't talk about. There's a lot of black-on-black gun violence in the major cities. And look at even in Harrisburg. They reported a newspaper story this morning was that homicides were lower this year than last year. You know, but they're still high. And it's good that they're going down, but, you know, there are still people being shot with guns indiscriminately and as long as people have a grievance and they think that's the way to settle it there's not much we can do about it you know putting a gun in a gun safe isn't going to stop a kid from uh, shooting another kid over a drug deal gone wrong that isn't going to help at all if 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 and how many of those guns were were stolen how does how does someone well, under not going to put a get sto- a gun legally? A they can't. Sto- now, I, I like to make a point, Joe. You've made your point, okay. and you want to try and bring race into this, and I want to bring it back to Central Pennsylvania. No, I'm not bringing race specific. into it. I'm bringing into the fact that two people. Well, you said black. Well, you I said, said black, that there's a lot black of black on, black on black violence. Yes, there is, and I'm not arguing. Uh, you know, that's a non-debatable fact. There's white on white violence too, but a lot of these shootings in major cities are black on black violence with gangs and other people involved in it. That doesn't mean and it's just how them. How do those people get those? Gun. Well, uh, let me talk where, to you where this do we way. Get the gun? And they're certainly not getting them out of a gun safe. I can tell you well, that. Well, being that's right. Thank you for making my point. How many of these are being stolen because those handguns are not being made safe? That they don't need to be stolen. They can buy them legal illegally on the street. They don't need to be stolen. And so they're buying them anyway. Uh, let, let me go back to my point, which okay, is focusing on the kids, because that's what I try to do. Because okay. that's, that's that's my passion. So um, I have statistics from the PAYS data, which is the Pennsylvania Youth Survey data. And these are from our own kids. Snyder Union, every, every county has one. Go, on, go online to see it. There's a whole list of statistics. And I know there are lies, damn lies, and there's statistics. But th- this is frightening. The number of 12, th- those in 12th grade who state in our local counties that it would be, quote, easy, sort of easy or very easy for me to get a handgun almost 30 percent that is a frightening statistic for our sixth graders it's over 10 percent and then it goes up sixth grade eighth grade tenth grade twelfth grade well, when was the last Overall, time you heard of a crime committed by a sixth grader with a gun they may think it's easy for oh, them to get see, a gun uh, but it isn't right. it wasn't sixth grade it was six years of age down in virginia you that's one that up that's one that's not that you don't lock up the whole country because of that tragic though it may be it's an isolated incident and most crimes committed and, by and, six-year-olds and, and, the, and, the, and the statistics have gone up joe over a hundred percent almost 150 percent in 10 years yeah well that's like saying there were five okay. one, one year is and too t- many one is too many but we can we can do better When our child deaths in cars were up and people were dying in cars, we put in rules and regulations. You had to have a kid in a car seat. When I was a kid, there were no kids in car seats. We ran all over the place and kids died. Kids were thrown out. Kids died a lot. Now we have kids, children, babies that have to be in car seats. If you get pulled over with a kid in a car seat, you get arrested, right? We put laws in place to protect our kids. We need to put steps to take, you know, protect our kids. I can guarantee you, I I can guarantee, yes, statistics do lie, because if I said it's up 200%, but it was one last year and it's four this year, that's still not, you don't lock the country down over that, Eric, I'm sorry, you don't. 1,800 people in Pennsylvania in 2023. Children, 1,800 children died in gun violence in Pennsylvania. 1,800 overall. Right. But you're talking about the children, your passion. How many of them were children? I'm t- I'm, I also How many were children, you, Eric? Three, How many? Out of ten, three, three out of ten 12th graders in their own self-survey in our area, in central Pennsylvania, three out of ten said it'd be easy or very easy for them to get a hold of a handgun. But they, they haven't actually tried. So well, I, might think it's, I might think it's easy for me to get marijuana. I might think it's easy for me to get a handgun. But until I go out and actually try to accomplish that, I don't really know. But the statistics say nationwide, it's over 100%. Again, it was one last year, it's two this year, it's over 100%.
No, no, it's, it's, it's thousands over the course of 10 years, Joe. Um, I don't doubt your sincerity. I really don't. And I, th- I agree with you, something needs to be done. But what you're proposing isn't going to solve the problem. You know, it's a mental health issue as far as I'm concerned. And until we address the fact that kids today, and when I was a kid, and you talked about when you were a kid, kids had a dispute. They went out behind the school parking lot and slugged each other a few times and then shook hands and went home. Now, if one of them has a gun, they decide that's the way to settle the argument. And until we stop that mindset, we're never going to solve this problem, no matter how many gun safes we sell. But again, it's a first step. If you had, if you had something worth two thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, still laying around your house, would you have it? Would you have it um, secured? If you had two thousand dollars stolen from your house, would you say, "Oh well, so sad, too bad"? Or would you report to the police? There's no requirement <laughs> if you get a handgun stolen in Pennsylvania, you have to even report to the police. Well, I if think you do you that would. for cash, why wouldn't you do that for, for a piece of property? Well, I'll if tell I you what. $2,000 in my house, you're dying well, I keep, I keep it locked up. Well, but we, we can have a handgun, there's no requirement for people to keep it locked up. And we, that $2,000 someone might swipe, probably it's not going to hurt. But if someone can then swipe my, my handgun worth about $1,500 or $200, $2,000, it's a good chance something's going to you know, happen very bad with it. Eric, we have another call. Because we the average a, we, gun owner Eric, doesn't buy stolen. Eric, we have, in time. we have another call. I'll let you wrap it up. You've got 10 seconds to wrap it up. CD say, says it is, is an increasing and tragic problem. Our local kids say, hey, it's too easy. Let's do something about it and protect our kids. Okay. Hey, thanks, Eric. Always appreciate your call, thanks, sir. Joe. Take care. You're okay. Bill, Bill from Bloomsburg, you are on the mark this morning, sir. Um, Bill, are you still there, or did I get you? Here you go. I'm sorry, I got you. You still there? All right, I messed up. There we are. Got you now. Okay, go ahead. Hey, Your Honor, that last call, right? Let's get to the root of the problem. Why why, why are these kids, like, the ones that do go astray, right? It's uh, it's all this video game violence, right? And uh, uh, influential shows like... uh, the freak show Jerry Springer, like these kids are like getting pounded with this uh, for ratings and whatnot. And uh, you get the ones with the mental illnesses and whatnot, like that one that shut up that uh, school in the Catholic school down in I think it was Tennessee or somewhere like that. Uh, that 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 person fell into all them categories. Well, I mean, there are, there, are, there are a lot of sick people out there. I'm not going to argue that with you. I mean, there are a lot of people who have the means and the opportunity and take it to commit a horrible crime. And now, how we that, stop when that them... Individual, when that individual went into that school and walked down them hallways in a tactical formation and held the, 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 the whatever rifle or automatic weapon, it was... For, like it had training the training was from the video games you You know how they go in a room and how they hold the gun and how they aim left to right and everything like that they learned that all from video games i don't what video games are you talking about i'd be interested in knowing these shooting games that they have i mean i personally never played them but uh all these uh violent video games where they shoot each other and stuff like that (laughs) Well, you know, years ago, back in the days when there was a place called the Spaceport at our mall down here, I used to take my son in there, and there were all sorts of games, and there was one that generated a lot of controversy. It was a game where you drove a car and you tried to run down pedestrians, and every time you hit a pedestrian, a little cross would pop up. You know, and people were saying, oh, this is going to encourage kids to go out and drive over people in the road. I think somewhere we have to accept the fact that people who are not mentally imbalanced in any way, shape, or form are going to draw the conclusion that what I'm doing here does not translate well into real life. You know, that I can't run people down with a car. I can't take out a gun and do a, you know, and take a stance and shoot somebody without there being repercussions. Amen. And and I'm just trying to dwell on that last caller. This is where these sick individuals are getting this from. And he's saying uh, about the guns and whatnot. Uh, you could you could have a million guns, two, 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 ten, twenty thousand million guns. If you're if not mentally stable and, and properly uh, and not in the right mind, yeah, you're going to do bad things. Sure. Yeah, well, that's going to be your nature. You know? Yeah, I agree. I right. agree. So what do we do? Right. But, what, what do we do, Bill? What do we do? 
Uh, <laughs> wait, uh, turn a dog I loose on one, uh, they, Yeah, I'm walking a dog. They, uh, no, they, uh, <laughs> you, you, unfortunately, uh, it's too far gone. There's, he can't be corrected. Well, I hope you're wrong about that. I mean, it got to come in the household. And, you know, it, it, it's, about, it's all about the, it comes down about the money and whatnot. You know that. Well, I think that to me it's still a mental health issue, and until we get a lot of people, you know, uh, get people the mental health help they need, we're going to run up in, with problems. And that's why I think the only real solution that's likely to help is a red flag law. And I know a lot of gun owners don't like that, but to me it makes that's common not, sense. That's not good, Joe. That's not good. Here, you put a red flag law, and here's here's how they want to use that, right? So me and you are neighbors, Joe, right? Right. And you're cutting your grass, and your grass clippings go onto my yard, my lawn, right? Mm-hmm. And and I go over and I start giving it to you about your leaves and, and whatnot. So we get into an argument. Your wife calls the police because she's watching from the windows, and it don't look good, right? So they come. The police, all they have to have is 10%. Uh, reasonable doubt that I might like take a swing at you or you might take a swing at me and they could red flag you and take all your guns for up to a year and then you got to apply for them you got to go seek help and you got to reapply to get them back well that depends you on don't, what the... you, listen, you're not going to get them back that depends There's on the no way one, the law... no one's going to sign a piece of paper to give them back to you that depends on the way the law is written. You can writ, write it so Joe. that people have options, and there has to be due process. I'm not saying just take somebody's guns away. There has to be due process. That's the way I this country I see you in the built. mall, and you bump into me, and I call the cops, and I say, hey, this guy cursed me out and threatened me, just this Joe guy, and they're going to come and take your guns. That's a red flag law. You understand what a red flag law is? Yeah, I, I do, but I, and I think if I exhibit antisocial behavior... You know, if 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 they if they would take my guns away just because you said that, without any proof or any evidence, if you had a videotape of me aggressively pushing you, that would be a different story. But nobody's just going to come up and say, um, "I believe uh, my friend Bill here from Bloomsburg is a threat to me. Take his guns." That, there's got to be proof. There's got to be some some substance to the accusation. It's, yeah, but with these. Uh the leftist coup and whatnot, they want our guns to begin with. Well, I know. I think the people on the left want it written pretty hard. I want it written so that it protects everybody. Hey, we'll give you the last word. i got to take a break, sir. You get the last word. Hey, uh, uh, Oakville Brain is going to work with... He wants that Ukraine money in the worst way, right? And he's going to give a little bit on the border and he's going to come out and say, uh, oh, I'm doing a great job. I'm working on the border, blocking everything up. You know, but we're still going to steal the election and rig the votes. <laughs> Let's hope you're wrong on that, Bill. Hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate your call as always. And that was Bill from Bloomsburg. One of our texters says, Eric uses percentages. How about actual numbers? Percentages are not useful. One died last year, two this year. Percentages up 100%. We've got to take a quick break. We have another caller on the line. Three lines are open, 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemarkwkok.com. Text us at 70236, but put OTM at the start of your message. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. 
Discover the power of expression with Ad One Advertising and Design. They're the area's locally owned one-stop destination for premium promotional items and trendy apparel. We're talking about apparel with brand names like the North Face, Under Armour, and Carhartt, just to name a few. Sleek pens that speak volumes to stylish drinkware from Corksicle, Igloo, and Hydroflask that keep your name in hand. Ad One has that item that makes your business or organization pop. Get noticed. Get remembered. Get Ad One Advertising and Design and elevate your brand today. Visit MyPromotionalNeeds.com to see for yourself. Injury, pain, suffering. People turn to expensive, addictive drugs and surgery before considering other options for pain. Healing, moving, living. Shemokin Dam Health Center treats the cause of your injury, not just the symptoms. To relieve pain and restore your body to health, when you're ready to work again, play again, live again, call 743-4333. Hey, this is Pastor Caleb Swartz from Christ Wesleyan Church. No matter what you're facing, we care deeply about you. Life can be difficult, whether it's cancer, divorce or separation, grief, serving as a caregiver, or supporting a loved one through incarceration or addiction. Support groups at Christ Wesleyan offer you community, encouragement, and guidance. Visit cwc.life support to learn more. We'll walk with you because we've been there too. You've heard the buzz about IT jobs and cybersecurity and AI, right? Why not prepare for a career in these fields and take advantage of the high demand? You could enjoy a more rewarding and recession-resistant lifestyle. Train in just a few short months at My Computer Career. Are you a veteran, active-duty military, or already in IT? Skill up for positions employers need to fill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. Welcome back to On the Mark, 570-743-9565. One caller on the line, one more coming in. We'll take the caller that's on the line first. Joseph, you're on the mark. Good morning. Hey, good morning, yeah. Yeah, your last caller there, that guy's right on target. It's, uh, and you were saying something about the mall there, that that one machine where you'd run over people, you know, with a car. Right. Well, what that does, it desensitizes you to violence. And you said, well, is, is this played out really in the real world? Of course, my goodness. <laughs> I remember as a, as, a, as a young boy in my teens, well, not even teens, but probably 10 years old or something, watching The Lone Ranger. Now, when he, he didn't try to shoot people mostly, but when he did, he didn't try and kill them, and he didn't see blood and guts fly all over. But today, look what happened you know, on, on that part. It, it's been so desensitized. Even when, when men and women kissed back then on TV, it was just a, there was no, you know, <laughs> orgy going on well, with the kissing, you know I'll what I'm saying? I'll, I'll give you it a bit of history, a, a Joseph. Like, you know, and Joseph, I'll give you a bit of history. The Lone Ranger did actually kill one person, Butch, Cavan- well, Butch Cavendish. Saying, he killed yeah, Butch Cavendish. But he was a bad guy. Well, he was the leader of the gang that killed the other rangers and left the Lone Ranger there for Tonto to pick up. So I know the story. That was okay, my well, favorite show. All right. <laughs> but anyway, now, but, and, and here's, here's what it is. They, I went into a home here oh, quite a few years back, and the dad and the boy were there playing video games, and they were shooting people, you know, with a video game, and uh, blood was flying and stuff. That just desensitizes people, and it, it puts that in their minds. And if you watch the news, uh, I was watching the Ukraine war there when it started out, and Fox News said, you, you, you better uh, turn your head or something because this is pretty gory. And they showed people laying on the street. They were covered up. I didn't even see any blood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it, it was for real, but on TV, and, you know, you see all kind of gory stuff. And so it, it just it, it just desensitizes you to violence. And actually, the Bible speaks of that. And in, in the New Testament, it says in the last times that they'll give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines, devils having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Well, and, I can tell you my... Is, their conscience is seared with a hot iron. My son played that game where you run over people and a little cross pops up. 
And I can tell you that he is now 50-some years old, and he has never run anybody down. Didn't run anybody down yet, huh? Nope, hasn't done it. So, well, I mean, that, when you say desensitize, I think there's two lessons you can learn from something like that. You can look and say, okay, uh, this isn't something I really want to do out on the road myself. This is something, this is a game I'm playing, and I get points for hitting these little objects. They could be people, they could be something else. But as far as desensitizing, I agree with you about the violent part of it. You know, it is desensitizing, I think, to see blood and guts spilled all over the place. And I can remember watching the old 1940s. Just the language even, you know? Oh, well, yeah, the 1940 war movies. Nobody ever cursed. You know? no, no. <laughs> Nobody ever swore. Uh, there used to be. Well, I mean, let's face it. There are a lot of things that have changed since the 50s. Uh, some it, of them... it, it changed our attitude toward things, how we speak, and everything. And, and all this stuff has come out here in, in the last 10 years. It's crazy, crazy stuff. And I, I remember when I went to a shooting range, well, before I was saved, I would even put up targets of, of people and shoot at it, you know, just for something to do. But I can't do that anymore because I'm, uh, I was desensitized, but once I got saved, I just, I just, in good conscience, I couldn't shoot the target of a human being. Even I went to a shoot with these bow and arrow, you know, one of those shoots you go through, shoot animals and stuff, just targets, you know what I'm saying? And they had a target there of a Bigfoot. Well, it looked so much like a man, you know what I mean? I, I in good conscience, I just couldn't shoot at it. I, I just, my conscience uh, was healed, you know what I'm saying? Where do you stand From on apes? Prior to before I was saved. Would you shoot an ape? Pardon me? Would you shoot at an ape? I probably wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it's just, I was very insensitive before I was saved. I'd kill animals just to shoot them, you know, birds and stuff like that, and groundhogs, and I, I don't do that anymore, you know. I'll shoot deer because I'm going to eat it, you know, and uh, I don't, you know what I'm saying, in in that respect, I would shoot an animal. But So uh, if you were a cannibal, it would be okay to shoot another person because that's what you're going to eat? Well, no, I'm, I'm not a cannibal. I know, I said, but if you were, would that be acceptable? Oh, if you were a cannibal, it is acceptable, yeah. Okay, all right. Over in New Guinea, uh, not too long ago, that was still practice, you know yeah, what I mean? I know. I just you know facetious. where the word cannibal comes from? No, not really. In the early, oh my goodness, it's back to the prophets of Baal. They were called cons. The priests were called cons, and they were cons of Baal. Oh, okay. And they would eat human sacrifices. So we got the word cannibal from cons of Baal, the priest of Baal. Okay. Like the Jews, they would eat the, the animal sacrifices, but the, the pagans, they eat the human sacrifices, so they were cons of Baal. They, that's what we got the word cannibal anyway. Okay, well, fair enough. I'll let you wrap it up because I have to take a break. I'm behind schedule, so you give you the last 10 seconds. Yeah, well, anyway, I would just say I, I'm along with that first caller there, and, and uh, the world is just desensitized, and, and what happens there when your conscience is seared, there's violence. And it's like the days of Noah. There was violence everywhere. And Yahweh fled the earth and got rid of them. Okay. It's going to happen again next time by fire. All right. Well, well, that's a cheerful thought. Thank you, Joseph. We appreciate your call. Lance, hang on. We've got to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Uh, one of our emailers, Gene, says, Somebody please tell Eric you cannot, repeat, cannot regulate criminals. If somebody wants to do ill harm, to, or do harm to someone else, they're going to do harm. I find a mental health issue that people can't come to grips with this. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked. It only gives criminals the upper hand. Look at those gun-free zones. They're a bullseye for criminals. They prey on areas where they are unlikely to be met with force. Good opinion. 570-743-9565. One caller on the line. Three lines open. Give us a holler. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You're on the spot reporter back at Sleep World with Jim and Joe. And I got to tell you, I'm hearing great things about the smart bed from Personal Comfort. Yes, Scott, the smart bed from Personal Comfort is really the way to go when you and your partner can't agree on the firmness of a bed. Do you know how many times couples come into the store and told us that they are sleeping on separate beds? Because she likes a plush, but his back needs something much firmer. So Sleep World is uh, keeping families together. That's a good thing. Yeah, I guess you can say that. Just set your smart bed number to the firmness you want, and your partner can set the number they want. And for thousands of dollars less than sleep number beds you see on TV. And Sleep World always has financing available. You can finance with 12 months, 0% interest. And if it's bedroom furniture you're looking for, we have beautiful bedroom suits, including our solid wood, Amish-made furniture in front of the store. Stop down to Sleep World and check out the smart bed from Personal Comfort and customize your own bed. Sleep World on the Strip in Seals Grove, next to Lowe's. Financing with your good credit. You check your phone, thermostat, and weather often. But the most important check of all should be yourself. COVID is still out there, but boosters against the latest variants are available. Find out where and how to get up to date at checkyourselfcentralpa.com. Welcome back to On The Mark. Lance has been holding on patiently, and he's on the mark right now. Good morning, Lance. Hey, guy, well, nice to hear your voice. Nice to hear yours, sir. <laughs> well, anyway, Eric, when they were talking about uh, kids, what uh, age did they call a kid? I would suspect anything under 18, right? Legal age or coming of age at 18, I would think anything under that you would classify as a kid. To me, though, a kid is like preteen, like 12 and yeah. under. Yeah, but when they go through the gun stuff, sometimes they go as high as 25. Call well, them, they spent, call 25-year-olds a kid? Oh, yeah, 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 that's amazing. But some some statistics do. But the one that I have is under 21, okay? And uh, the worst I can find is 1,400. Now, they're killed under 21. In now, what, for the whole year and where, in, in the whole country? In the whole country in a whole year. Okay, 1,400. Yeah, 14 now. Well, as Eric says, that's still too many. Yeah, I agree, it's too many. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if I told you that, uh, well, you know what I'm going to say about alcohol. Right. Under under 21, there's over 4,000 deaths, and you can look that up. Well, maybe we should have an alcohol safe. Oh, well, (laughs) I think we need some (laughs) some education. Honestly, though, at the rate that... uh, People I see drink now. It's, it's it's horrible. I mean, it really is. People have never touched the stuff before, but it's right there in the uh, supermarket. I thought that. Well, yeah, it is. I I find that that's the 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 major thing I've noticed recently. The fact that you can buy wine and beer in the supermarket. I mean, that staggers my imagination. For years, you couldn't do anything like that in Pennsylvania. No, no, it uh, it's uh, quite a lucrative uh, business. Now, we tried to ban that poison once. As I remember, it didn't exactly work out too well, did it? No, it didn't. So what makes them think it's going to work work like that with guns? And we add to it now the uh, fact that uh, we murder our own young with impunity. You know, it's going to get in the way of my life, so, you know, boom, out of here. So we take that, and it's got to spill over, doesn't it? I would think... Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, <laughs> every time, you know, we start to uh, talk about this, and when, you, when you say about uh, if we can only give a little to the other side, I'm talking, you know, gun owners and the uh, anti-gunners. Now, we did that. We had everything, dream gun laws. Waiting period was a year. $200 tax, right? We had a background check that involved the sheriff and the sheriff's signature, and the state police, the FBI, even Interpol entered it. 
okay, we have one year wait to get the kind of thing, and we had to keep it in the safe. At any time, the uh, BATF could come by and inspect what they called your secured storage. You had, of course, fingerprints. You had photographs. The whole thing. Now, after we did all that, in over 52 years, there were 175,000 of these particular guns were registered. There were two times that they were used to kill somebody. And one was a doctor that took out his uh, wife's uh, young paramour, you know, with it. The other one was a cop who hired out as a hitman for some drug dealers. Well, kind of got to expect that. Now, how were we rewarded for all of this uh, great stuff? They said no new ones. Buy, sell, trade that's out there and have that, but no new ones. So that's what we're up against. Even if we're not using the guns for uh, nefarious purposes, they're still going to ban them. So when you're talking to people like that, it's no wonder we just can't give. Well, but, you know, there's a legitimate argument to be made that the proliferation of guns in this country is a contributor to violence. Now, one of our texters says, uh, uh, criminals will be criminals, oh, yeah, no such thing as gun violence, only violence. But there is violence with guns. You know, and oh, that yeah. that is a problem in this country, and it's a big problem, and we can't I, I, we can't stick our head in the sand and ignore it. But you know, uh, Eric's idea that we get gun safes for everybody just doesn't seem commonsensical to me. But on the other hand, mental health issues and red flag laws, mental health help and red flag laws do make sense to me, don't they? To you? Well, mental health—that's something that uh, we take our. Uh Oh, socialist countries that do a whole lot better job than what we do. Yeah. Mental yeah. health, okay? And uh, I think if you would emulate the gun laws in the safest state, and that is New Hampshire, right? Well, you can carry open in New Hampshire, and you don't need a special license, and, you know, it's about as uh, free as what you can really get. If you were legal to buy the gun, you can carry it. Yeah, well. and, and that is the safest state. I mean, we had a horrible uh, mass one here just a little bit ago, but, uh, boy, that was definitely an anomaly. Well, I mean, the, the, the sad fact is that people do bad things to people, and, you know, the answer isn't locking up the means with, by which they do it. You know, the answer has to be trying to solve the issues that drove them to do it in the first place, where they thought it was acceptable. I think Joseph may have been closer to the point, if we desensitize people to the, to the point in their life that they don't see anything morally wrong or anything, you know, terribly out of kilter with shooting somebody as a way to settle a dispute, we are, we are in fact, morally bankrupt. Well, yeah, like we're killing our own young. Yep. With well, we'll give you the last word. i got to take a break, so we'll give you the last word. Well, uh, the whole deal is that uh, guns, don't be, guns don't kill people. People kill people. So, well, people with that. guns kill people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we can yeah, agree on that. Can. Yep, okay. Okay, thanks a lot. I appreciate your call, Lance. Good to hear from you, yep. sir. Happy New Year. 570-743-9565. We had a call coming in we didn't get to, but you give us a call back, and the lines are open right now. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll get to your call. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. 
Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Hi, this is JP from Shimox Furniture World. When you've been selling happiness since 1915, you're always looking for ways to keep the happiness going. We think you'll be pretty happy with what we've done. I'm talking about our new, much larger location in Mount Carmel. If you haven't stopped in yet, this is my personal invitation to do so. We now have 56,000 square feet to be able to showcase more bedrooms, living rooms, dining rooms, recliners, mattresses, and accessories. More styles and more options for every taste and decor, all while still offering incredible prices and service. Of course, we still offer free delivery, setup, and removal of your old furniture. Now you can really shop for furniture locally in a big, beautiful showroom without the big city prices. See why we've been voted Reader's Voice Best Furniture Store eight years in a row. And experience our new beautiful location at 121 East 5th Street in Mount Carmel, just one block off Route 61. So please accept my invitation and stop by Shimox Furniture World, where we've been selling happiness since 1915. The venue set. Families coming in from all over. It's her quinceañera. With all the excitement, it may be easy to overlook COVID-19. It's still a risk, and that's why it's muy importante to get this season's COVID-19 shot ahead of time. It helps protect against COVID-19, which can cause severe illness and hospitalization. So let's set the date, vaccinate, and celebrate. Learn about a vaccine option and book this season's updated COVID-19 shot today at ScheduleCovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Okay, the hotlines are open, 570-743-9565. We have time for one more call. If you've been itching to get through, now's your chance. Give us a call at 570-743-9565. One of our emailers says, well, of course the reason the Harvard president resigned is because of racism. Just like any time a black person is under scrutiny, it's always racism. I'm surprised we haven't yet heard that it's also homophobic because her last name is Gay. Sounds absurd, doesn't it? Well, that's exactly the kind of crap that the left does, like labeling everything as racist. The fact is that those who cry racism for everything are the actual people who are the racists because their view is that a person of color cannot possibly succeed on their own. One could argue that Gay was hired at Harvard because of racism, because if she wasn't black, she may not have been hired in the first place. Racism does in fact exist today, but it's not from those who the media tell us it's from. And we have, uh, let's see, another call on the line. And Joe, you're from Sunbury. You're on the mark. Good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning. Well, I was listening <clears throat> to Eric uh, somewhat, uh, but I wasn't paying attention much to the st- statistics that he kept pouring out because liars figure and figures lie. He alluded to something like that. But if you recall, did he mention... Uh, if suicide was included in these statistics or not, I didn't. No, he didn't, but that's a good point, Joe. That's a very good point. Right, because if that's included, you have to look at suicide as a whole different uh, action taken for the death by gun, because say say that person, there were no guns. Uh, They could use medications or hanging themselves or whatever, but if that's not included, right, then I, I have less respect for his argument than he was trying to make. And it's another, he's been on this, and he's, you know, uh, getting people together to make this movement about safer. And he always goes with first step. Well, you know that, uh, that any time in, I think, the history of this country, it's, although, you know, alcohol was done away with with an amendment, but it's usually chipped away. Your rights are chipped away so you don't, it's like death by a thousand cuts. So he's going to say this is the first step, but we're more interested in the last step, which is taking our guns away, right? That would be the last step the government would do without a doubt because that's, well, this uh, group that's in there now would like to uh, take your guns away. I do believe that. So that's one thing. But uh, on on another idea of this about our our country in general is if we go back to the Ben Franklin statement, when uh, the Constitution, or yeah, it was, uh, and he he mentioned that, Madam, it's a, a republic. What kind of, you know, government do we have? Well, it's a republic. If you if could you keep, it. keep it, yeah, if you could right. keep it, right? Good right, point. Right. So the idea was, if you read uh, the uh, some of the more compelling things that uh, the founders wanted to be that they couldn't write into law was a civil society. They talk about the civil society a lot, right? 
So the reason you won't have a civil society, or you won't have this republic, is because it's we the people, right? right? We have turned into something over the past 250 years that makes us question whether we can keep... Keep our republic. republic. Joe, we're out of time. Call back early tomorrow right. and finish your thought. We'll, we'll get you then. Call back early tomorrow, Joe. 570-743-9565 is our hotline number tomorrow. We're going to be back with open phones and on the mark on WKOK Sunbury, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. This is WKOK Sunbury. You're about, but you want your Dan Patrick. Well, good news, 